Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast, and spring is finally here. You know how we know that? Because it's the Masters. We pick a we pick a winner from each one of us. We talk about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and whether or not the media is blowing that out of proportion. And then we also decide what a biscuit, a flying squirrel, and a space cowboy has in common. It's going to be a good one. Let's get started. The Church League Podcast. I'm here hanging out with James and Corey. How you guys doing? Good, man. Good, man. Feeling good. Had a blueberry donut this morning. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I if I don't share those donuts, one, I'm going to eat all of them, yeah. um, which isn't a good idea, but also they are delicious and Shout the world to needs to know. Classic donuts for our local people. Classic donuts with a K. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's it's K-L-A-S-S-I-C, which actually is the initials of the first letter of all their children, Yeah. which nice. is super cool. Awesome place. Yeah, um, between that donut and energy drink, I'm going to start tweaking here in a minute. That's Well, I'm, I'm currently drinking my energy <laughs> drink. Shout out to Alani New. Uh, if you want to sponsor the, the <laughs> podcast, I have too many in my fridge. Better tweaking than twerking. James. There it is. <laughs> tweaking. True, yeah. Is it? Is it? Oh, like, I don't, maybe. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. Let's first. talk about the College <laughs> National Championship. We're just going to dive right into it. Uh, at the College National Championship this past weekend. Which one? Um, we're talking about the men's first because right. it's the it's those the least exciting. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess it got kind of exciting. Congratulations <laughs> to UConn. Um, they ended up winning by seven. No, it was like 13. 13, it was close. Yeah, something like that. It was close. Close for UConn. Um, they won, like, their minimum, uh, uh, the point differential in their wins was 13 for the tournament. They beat everybody by a lot. It oh, wasn't no. close. 17. It was 17. Yeah. 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 Okay, I thought I thought I read that right beforehand. Yeah. We should probably check that being a sports podcast. As soon as I said that, I was like, I, I thought I was right, and then Oops. I was like, man, I think... Anyway, they... Um, they were the better team. It was the obvious. Final Four redraft. That's the team I picked. Yeah, congratulations. Took a, took a real risk. There. Final Four uh, redraft. <laughs> um, I got both wrong, so it doesn't even matter. Um, yeah. I mean, it, the hardest team they played was the most difficult team they played was Gonzaga, um, but that doesn't mean I don't think they would have beaten other teams. They were very well rounded. I think Jackson Jr. looked the most NBA ready individual I've seen. From the NBA, from the from the from college in a hot minute. Um, as far as like he was calm, he was collected. He didn't make a whole lot of mistakes. Um, he, I mean, I I personally like his style of play. It's pass first. Yeah. Um, that, but as a team, UConn plays well. It's like kind of like FAU. Um, it's good team basketball, which is why I thought San Diego State was had no shot. I don't think FAU or UConn would appreciate you comparing them to FAU, but you know. Uh, that's fine. Uh, they probably wouldn't. You're right. Um, and maybe I shouldn't, but it was not that interesting of a game to watch. I fell asleep in the fourth quarter and woke up like literally as they were jumping up and down on the court. Yeah, San yeah. Diego State, um, they were gonna, really going to have to make that game ugly. Mm-hmm. And they came out, hit some shots at the beginning, kept it close. But, yeah. I mean, UConn just continued to pull away. One comment I made to – to um, we were on a group text about it, and I said, hey, UConn's bench – they got a couple guys that could start for any team in the nation. Yeah, for sure. Um, was it Calcaterra? And what was the the tall guy? Is it? It's not Klinger. It Klingman, was Klingman. Klingman. Klein. Something yeah. like that. I don't. He's um, tall they dude. both. He was like, good though. Klingon. As, a, as an Indiana fan, I'm like, I would have taken both those. I think Calcaterra played at San Diego State for four he years. He did, which is awesome. 
Yeah, so he just jumped ship and, and then did the grad transfer. Won that <coughs> national championship real quick. Yeah, but um, I was impressed. I was impressed with how well coached they were. Um, as far as UConn's run, run to the Final Four, you said they didn't play anybody. And um, they, they, Gonzaga was probably the team, right? Right. Um, what – what coach? What's the best coach that they played? Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We didn't even prep this. So yeah. Iona, St. Mary's, Arkansas, Gonzaga. Um, then it was what um, Miami and San Diego State. Iona, Laurenega. So Mark Few, Few, yeah. Rick Patino. Rick Patino, man. I would say Rick Patino. I think Rick Patino is the toughest coach they played, yeah. and that was was that their closest first game. Round. Was that their closest game? Um, let me check. I mean, first I know it's, I know it's the was, first round. It was. No. <laughs> They won by twenty four. No, it wasn't. It wasn't their closest. Maybe it was close in the first half. They, they won by twenty four fourteen. No, 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 no. Yeah, twenty four, fifteen, twenty three. Good night. Yeah. They. I mean, good night. They almost put a good thirty night, spot night? on Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, it's a. I mean, Miami thirteen. They got hot when it mattered. You know, they so did. Done too. They did. I mean, there's. I don't. It's unfortunate. Miami I would. Miami was the closest game. They had all all. Tournament. I would love to have seen them play Duke. Yeah, I would love to have watched that game because I think what's that guy's name? Sinego, Sinoco, 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 Sinoco. The gas Snow station. Cone. Yeah, the gas station. Snow cone. Snow cone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sudoku. Sudoku. There it is. Oh, okay. He. Um. I mean, he just he's just looking like a man out there. He, he give me Joel and Embiid, Embiid vibes. Yeah. I mean, and and. San Diego State had Mensa, who is yeah. this is like I mean, how much does that dude weigh? Like, he's tall and he's right. a great he's a good defender, but like, no weight. Yeah, you're gonna get pushed around yeah. down low. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, I, the Hurley the Hurley factor. Um. I was a big Bobby Hurley. You know, watching him play for Duke, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um. Of course, their dad is a Hall of Fame coach. Right. So, um, it was kind of neat to see the younger brother. You know, Danny Hurley get a get a championship and see that family dynamic was pretty cool. Get watch the son get in there. Did you see him pop in? He had one game where they had they could have oh, scored a hundred. Yes, watched the layup. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but um, but he came in. He was wild, wild and out. Like he had the ball at the end, and like the last second, he slammed it to the ground. He was so pumped. I do enjoy seeing uh, Hurley's facial expressions. He looks like. I was telling Taylor when we were watching, I was like, he looks like somebody's crazy uncle that's like stealing food at cookouts. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be him, though. And then you haven't been to one of their family cookouts. He yeah. may be just grabbing hot dogs off the grill. And then the San Diego State guy <laughs> looks like he's like a uh, bad car dealership guy, kind of salesman. Right. He, he always looks like he's car. concerned. Yeah. He always looks concerned. He's <laughs> he was deep on in st- thought all the time. <laughs> he was on staff with the Fab Five. So they had um, Jordan Howard in wow. yeah. at the championship game talking to the team afterwards. But that was the last time the timeout game where Chris Weber called a timeout and ended up. He still won't talk about that, which yeah. is crazy to me. Yeah, but that, mean, he, like, was a, he was an assistant coach on that one. And That's FAU, cool. I think FAU's coach was a ball boy at IU. F- yes, there's a Hoosiers comment. There was well, <laughs> one of yeah, he was something in there. Yeah, yeah. I, um, no, there's a picture of him like at the end of the bench. That's cool. Yeah, man. So, um, all right, well, moving on to the more the the I don't. know. It wasn't watched more, but I feel like it should have been. But it was the most watched NCAA women's tournament game in history. Um, LSU. Versus Iowa. 12.6 million, I think, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was a peak. 12.6, average a little over 9, almost 10 million. What was the number on the men's? Do you know? Has anybody I, seen that? I can look that up. I'm not 100% sure, but I'll Google it. I'll give it a Google. I um, I have a confession. Uh-huh. I, I missed the game. What? Oh, man. Sorry. We had small groups start at 4.30. Our small group it was, had it on. It so. was hamburgers and hot dogs. 
We haven't turned on the TV. Well, the, there is their TV's on. It's usually cartoons because we have little kids running around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who cares about the kids, dude? But um, you had you had a lot. You had an eventful small group. You do. You, we we all have like a lot going on at small groups, so it's it's hard to sort of find a time to watch a sporting event with kids and, and families. But um, I was checking in on it on the phone, and it looked like it was getting out of hand. So I c- wow, was polar opposites, by the way. Let's so fourteen point six nine million. It was the least watched oh, it had men's be. title game ever. Yeah, <clears throat> hold yeah. on. The, the least watched men's title game ever is still more than the most watched women's title game ever? By two, two million. Yes, okay. That's great. Not a lot. <sighs> yeah, but still. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's saying something. Um, so what made the women's tournament championship? Kaylin Clark. Kaylin Clark. Kaylin Clark. Kaylin Clark. I mean, when someone is averaging like 30 points, points over the course of a tournament, yeah. she had a 41-point triple-double. Like... She's, she's, she's Stephanie Curry. She's, she's, she she's nasty, I like dude. I didn't know if I was... A, I wasn't bought in. In, in watching her a little bit in Big Ten play. And when she hit the three to beat Indiana um, at the end of the regular season, yeah. I was like, okay, this girl can do whatever she wants. And she basically said it, hey, I, as soon as it left my hand, I knew it was going in. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, you're confident. She has a reason to be confident. She's pretty impressive. Um, LSU's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I was impressed with them all year long. Only two losses, and I thought, why are they a three seed? What in the world's going I on? I know. That, that was the most ridiculous yeah. Three seed I've seen in a really long time. More ridiculous than Kim Mulkey's outfits. Yeah, gets a, she looked like a peacock. She yeah, that was. Around. Mm, that's got it. Somebody needs to say. She looked like the lady off uh, down, uh, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, yeah, mean? Cruella. Yeah, yeah. Cruella de yeah. yeah, A trendy Cruella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the other part of it was Angel Reese and her giant personality, her ability to get up in front of the media and say, Literally anything she feels like, yeah. right? Um, and whether you appreciate it or you don't appreciate it, she's had several comments from, you know, everybody saying that she's hood or that people like her don't belong there. Um, and by when she's saying people like me or people that don't look like me, she's talking about black people, yeah. Um, which I completely disagree with. Whatever, right. well, you for, know, for the, the, the most part, ride that out. Correct, absolutely, they are. And w- I mean, when that, is that going to not be a thing? If you look at any. Competitive sport, right? At the highest level, people of color are dominating those sports. So, right? How in the world can anyone say I, I wouldn't expect to see people of color in the championship games? What sport? Hockey. Well, we are we are Hockey way past that as a, as a society. Right. I completely agree. Like I just don't. There's no. I don't know. Like if 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 the roles were reversed, yeah. if 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 Angel Reese was the one having a forty point triple double, I'm saying the exact same thing about her that I am Kaylin Clark. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't know, man. I'm not limiting that comment even to African American people of color. Yeah. Like baseball is Hispanic people of color. Sure. Or even um Asian people yeah, of dude. color now. So like I mean, I mean come on. It's a it's a global sports are a global I, thing. I mean, now. even when Lynn Sanity happened in New York. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Lynn like rekindled New York Knicks basketball. Yeah. Like single handedly. Yeah. It was incredible to watch. Lynn Sanity. Lynn Sanity was nuts. If you haven't watched that documentary on Netflix, by the way, it's it's a it's incredible. And then he also is like out of the league now, which is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um he waved Kobe off when he played for the Lakers. This dude, he waved Kobe into the corner, and then made the three. Yeah, and it was in like crunch time. It was, it was crazy. Well, you, you probably didn't see what happened after the game. Kobe probably threatened his life. <laughs> they like, did. It's funny. They did come together after the play, and Kobe was like, "You better explain to me right now what, what, why you just waved me off." And then, and then, like, I think 
Lynn explained it, and then Kobe was like, "Okay, cool, cool, cool." Kobe went through him like there was Pau some Gasol. type of technical thing where he saw it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. then he and then he he's and then Jeremy Lynn's no longer in the league because Kobe took his um, his Achilles tendon for himself. Um, <laughs> That's how not, it works. It was in the contract. <laughs> yeah, it ended up not working out well for him. Um, <laughs> I will say, Angel Reese, she didn't back off from her. It's it's us versus the world the yeah. whole year. Yeah, I think Kim Mulkey um, being. Sp- being in a kind of a tough spot as a coach from Baylor and transitioning in kind of an unfavorable way, let's just say that. Right. Um, they had an edge. They had a chip. And you kind of play into that. If you're a, a coach or a leader or someone who's trying to get people worked up about winning something, you take all the angles. Yeah, and I think something. it's an unfair narrative that has been fed to them, but it's also something that is realistic in their lifetime that I don't understand, right? I haven't been counted out as a woman or a person of color so I don't know what that feels like. Sure. Um, so I can't just say, well, that's ridiculous, because it's not so ridiculous. It is women's sports, and, and, and they are people of color in women's sports, so it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult circumstance to be in. But when you're the champion, there are a couple of rules I think you should follow. One, own it like you knew you were going to be there. Don't talk about the person that was better than you, and everyone knew it yeah, as they, soon as you win. She can't. And don't make it about something that's bigger than who you are in that moment. Be the moment. Yeah. But they're in that moment talking about racism and talking about sexism and talking about Caitlin Clark disrespecting teams that they don't play for. Like, yeah, just, just pretend like you've been there before. Yeah. Well, and their coach should have prepared them for that because their coach has been there before. Right. Well, Caitlin she Clark, let them do their thing. Caitlin Clark, that's when you know you're the best. Is when the people that beat you can't stop talking about you. Yeah, yeah. And they talked about her consistently, even when they're like, I can't remember who it was. Um, at the end, um, this is when they're still on the floor celebrating. They gave her the microphone, and she's like, "All the best to Caitlin Clark. She's the best player, but you got to put some respect on LSU." And it's like, No, you don't. You just won the championship. Yeah. Respect earned. I yeah. want to be like time out. First yeah. off, I want to like I was very intentional <clears throat> about hearing about going back and seeing like watching Caitlin Clark interviews because I thought okay maybe at some point Caitlin Clark said something that was actually pretty disrespectful yeah no like not even close you think she was wearing a MAGA hat or something it's come on man like it's crazy now I'm not like personally I I don't I'm a I I appreciate trash talking I think it's a part of the game right I, I think um, I don't care that she waved off that South Carolina girl at the top of the key. I don't care that she put her like shook her right. hand in front of her face like they can't see me enough to guard me. Like I'm yeah. cool for I I'm appreciate all that. Yeah. John Cena did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that um, helps the appeal though. Yes. You got John Cena talking about the women's game and it's a crossover. I mean, it's a it's a genius move. Caitlin Clark handled the criticism very well in an interview yesterday. Um, I thought that was awesome. And I mean, good night. I don't I think it was a little excessive following her around the court. Rubbing it in the face. Yeah, there's on a no twenty point victory. Like, you just won a national a... championship. Why are you worried about this girl? Right. Because go celebrate with your team. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Well, it's it's this like I think yet again Michael Jordan has created a problem. And <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I would get here, but here we we're here because the crying meme. Because it is the I took it personally from his stupid documentary. And now that's the new thing because Angel Reese said it multiple times. Oh, they I took that. She she waved that girl off. That's disrespectful. I took that personally. First off, why are you taking it personally? Because it wasn't to you. It yeah. wasn't to your team. Wasn't she was like, oh, it's my it's my SEC. And, and like squad. people are grabbing at 
anything yeah. Yeah. To, to, to take it personally because that's what Michael Jordan did. Right. And it's like, come on, that's that's outrageous. Find something real, please. Right. Yeah. And if it's like, if okay, I took it personally because she's the best and someone told me that I'm not the best. I want to be better. Right. Do it. Do that. Take yeah. that. Not she waves somebody else on. Own it. Say, you know what? She was the best, but yesterday I was better than her. And we won. Right. And Angel Reese came and say that it's the she other girls can't. on the team that d- that dropped well, twenty one and didn't miss a shot in the first half. Right. Well, nobody was better than Caitlin Clark. She scored thirty points. Angel Reese had fifteen. Well, she they, had a better team. LSU has a better was a better team. Well, well they played better that they shot fifty four percent from the field. Yeah. Right. They, they were a better team. Yeah. I would. I would. better got that girls to hit mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. And Caitlin Clark had to get them open, and she still had to do thirty points. Right. I would like to go back and see. There was a lot of very questionable calls. Oh, the, the officiating was they terrible. Put the, they put their big girl and Caitlin Clark in foul trouble real quick. Well, that yeah. technical where she like tossed the ball, ball off to the ball behind her. Let me let me tell yeah, you, man. That was the weakest tee I've ever seen in that my life. That was terrible, and that was her fourth foul. Yeah. And that was rough. The ball like literally bounced to her off of something, and she took it and kind of scooped it and threw it behind her. She threw it. She tossed it. Kind of aggressively. That's the most I could say about it. <clears throat> but okay. an official in that moment needs to say, hey, it's in the moment. It didn't hurt anybody. Right. And it wasn't directed at the official. Even if it was, let it go and let him play. Yeah. But isn't there so isn't there usually an official down on the baseline? So wouldn't wouldn't that right. be, yeah, you're, you know, yeah, like, that's where the ball goes. Or yeah. like I thought worst case scenario, it's like a like a warning because of um delay of game. Yeah, because it wasn't st- right. like straight to an official. They could have done a delay a game warning. Yes, a, a do something move. else other than a technical and give this goal her fourth foul. Yeah. So Roman, you brought the Michael Jordan factor of being super competitive and having a chip. Right. And I think if players aren't balanced in that, you can look foolish either way. Absolutely. You can either get taken advantage of and not be strong enough, or you can mm-hmm. ex- you can express strength way too far and look like a, a lunatic out there. Yeah. LeBron James also, and it's not just LeBron, but p- but p- politicizing things oh, and agree. making that a thing is mm-hmm. also a problem, too. I, I so agree. finding balance in yourself and in your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And these are college students. These are young adults right. who are developing their minds and developing who they're going to be for the rest of their lives. Kim Mulkey and the university needs to prepare them how to handle how they comment better. Right. So they represent not only the university and themselves, but their community. Now, LSU is a is the Wild West of college sports across the board. Sure. Men's, women's, you name it. That, that crazy things happen there. So I don't, I don't want to say I'm surprised, but it was a teachable moment for athletes. And hopefully people will still learn. Even, the, even the being invited to the White House and Joe Biden saying something about inviting both teams, and now LSU's like, I don't want to go. If I was going to go. I was not going to go. It was a slip-up. Well, Caitlin Clark even said she was like, I don't. Iowa shouldn't like. I don't think oh. Iowa should go because you no, know she doesn't want to go as as, as oh, a runner up. Of course not. I wouldn't want to go as a runner up. Well, that yeah. just tops it off as a Joe comment, though. You're like, oh, let's invite both. Well, of technically, them. it was his what? wife. It was Jill. Yeah. It was uh, it Jill. Okay. So, like, I mean, that's a. I mean, and then Bayou Barbie loses her mind. But just find um, balance. I think the opportunity for collegiate athletes. Yeah. And they get a mic shoved in their face, and Twitter and all this. I mean, look, she's not helping herself. No. And they're doubling down on it. And they're going to probably play professional ball at some level. Mm-hmm. But this will probably be the the biggest point of her career that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Unless she does great things or ends up in Russia and gets put in prison. Right? Fair. We're not going to talk about him in the pros. Yeah. And so this was an opportunity to say, yes, we had a chip, but 
I am going to put some respect on Caitlin Clark's name because she did some things I don't think I could ever do. And that team was so good, and we still beat them. Yeah. I think LSU would have lost to South Carolina. I agree. But that's not, that's, that's not something we can say would necessarily happen. Right. It did happen in the regular season. But I think Iowa did LSU a favor. And, Absolutely. And it's tough to continue to win as a team like Iowa. They had to play a perfect tournament. They had to gut it out against Louisville. They had to play some tough games to get yeah. there. And, I mean, they peaked. They did a great job. So No, I mean, I, I, I am – I mean, hats off to both teams. I appreciate um, Caitlin Clark's understanding of how to handle media. Um, I think she has answered questions well, whether or not they were written for her. Or if she, because that's that's the current accusation, is that well, you know, of course she's saying all this, so that or she maybe their kids go through some type of public relations class. Yeah, I mean, like more, there's, there's a reality that, or she has a coach who's been ex- there before and was good. And exactly, she, has, she had both her parents and her brother supporting her the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's a strong family dynamic there, and I'm not saying that's not the same with Angel, Angel Reese. Yeah, but you're trained and you're prepared at that level. And Caitlin Clark's been at the highest level probably in AAU and high school and throughout. Right. So she's been prepared for that because there's an expectation for it. I think it was an opportunity to give maybe some players who haven't had that expectation or those extra moments in their life where someone's surrounding them with positivity to really give them that when they needed it the most and someone failed those girls. Well, the reality is is that regardless of what, I say as a white man, if I disagree with what's currently saying, is that there will be a narrative that at some point I am being racist, um, which is super unfortunate yeah. because um, I told James this uh, maybe yesterday is that like I wish I could have a Facebook status that says I don't care that Angel Reese is black because I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Like the fact that she won a national championship is incredible. If she was Asian or yeah. Hispanic. Or black or no. white, none of that matters. And there, there's a part of it though that matters more to her that I won't understand. Of course, and I think that's fair, and I'm excited for her for that. And as much as I want her to handle it in a way that I think is appropriate, I still don't understand it to be able to say what that way is. Mm-hmm. But, but it it was is still I think a missed opportunity for us as a nation to move beyond. I don't like that it's just another reason to divide. Right. It's another reason to point out things that aren't necessarily true. And it's such a complex, nuanced conversation that it is unfair. I, I, I hate the pressure of feeling like, oh, I can't say that because I don't understand. I, I have been an athlete, not maybe at the highest level, but I, don't, I do understand that I'm a competitive person. Yeah. And whether it's basketball or it's playing a game of Euchre or who knows, we're playing a board game. Right. I get out of control and I have to watch myself. And so I understand these, these situations, either men's or women's game, where it could be tough to manage that moment perfectly. But um, that's why you're surrounded by not just one coach, but a group of coaches. And in the semifinal game, she had assistant coaches drawing a ring on her finger. They oh, were yeah, doing ridiculous. all things during the game. Yeah, it's re- it, so was, it was just it was foolishness. So, anyways. Well, um, regardless, I'm glad that that women's game or that the women's game seems to be getting – some traction, some following, maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily in the greatest way, but it is a following. I appreciate it as a sports, like as, as watching sports be d- played right. I like the passing. Um, I think there were some fundamentals in the ladies' games that sometimes we miss out on the men's game because it's a lot of isolation and athleticism. So there was there were some things about it that I really appreciated, but uh, but it was 
I don't know. I mean, my team was also relevant this year, so having Indiana as an opportunity to get to the Final Four was something that I was excited about. I filled out a bracket for the first time. Yeah. But um, well, we've we've moved on from UConn. Just like uh, beginning of the season, we know UConn's going to win right. for 15 years yes. in a row. And yeah. I think having an opportunity where teams can get in there, the sweet spot is if it's actually my team or it's a player that I really want to watch. If Caitlin Clark had lost the semifinals and it was South Carolina LSU, I would have just checked the score. Do you think Caitlin Clark goes back? To Iowa to win a national championship, probably. Because I think a national championship at Iowa may be the biggest thing that she can do, even if she plays pro. You think so? But I think because she cares about that state, that community, and that university. For yeah, for her community, I think she'd be sure. foolish. I think she needs to go. But I don't know if going to the NBA and making yeah top money even changes your life. Top money is what two fifty in the in, yeah. in WNBA. So, I mean, well, I, I don't know. Diane Taurasi makes like fair men's money, basketball. Well, going in as her though, I mean, she'll get some endorsements and all that stuff. But yeah, it, it'd be completely different. A uh, men's versus women's, I well, believe. I'd if I was get, her, I'd stay for one more year. She can get, get endorsements right now. Nil. She can get well, paid. Yeah, yeah. She was in a commercial. I can't remember what commercial it was, but she was in a commercial. It's probably that Subway one that they ever paid everybody on. <laughs> Stinking subway. <laughs> she was. She was. Man, I wish I could remember what that commercial. She wasn't. She wasn't a commercial though, because I remember seeing like, oh wait, and then I was like, oh yeah, athletes get paid now because eighty thousand dollars isn't enough for a yeah. free education. Well, I'm, she does. Hopefully, she doesn't come back and injure herself and ruin something. But I, I would like. That's to see what her I hope doesn't happen. Um, yeah. You know, but I think that she has all the capabilities of being the next like combo Sabrina Ionescu and Brianna Stewart. She scored more points by herself than the entire men's football team did for the whole year. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Uh, well, we're just going to go ahead and move on and talk about uh, the NBA. Yes. And um, Joel Embiid dropping a 50-piece. What was it, 51, 52? 52. That's yes. impressive. Um, Boston's not – it was against Boston, right? Yeah. Yep. Last two points were some trash free throws <laughs> at the end. But, you know. Yeah, we'll take it. I mean, shoot. I'd, I'd take all the points I could get. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I did. I, I watched Embiid a few times this year, and he really does just look like he can get anything he wants. 52, 13, and 6. So that's a, which is funny. We're talking about MVP, or I've been hearing a lot of MVP between him and, and Nikola Jokic. And someone said, those are Jokic numbers. That's, exact, <laughs> that's almost what I just said. I, I was almost like, that sounds like Jokic. I know. What's crazy is, and, and Embiid may be the clear MVP at this point based on that performance. Yeah. Jokic has been injured, but he can't even get out of the shadow of it. No. Because the big man numbers like that is what Jokic does. Well, it's incredible. Well, because what Jokic is doing, <laughs> the NBA has never seen before. Yeah. And he does it so consistently, and he does it so unathletically that like people can't get over it. It's it's one of those where it's like he does. It, it's almost like people look and, and say he doesn't deserve that because he's not doing these highlight. You know, like his biggest highlights are ridiculous passes, yeah. which are his his passes are unreal. Yeah, but like his points are like sloppy offensive rebound tip backs or like you know I'm gonna back you down and get an easy layup. Like it's it's not like he's you know highlight dunking on people, and I think that bothers individuals that his level of athleticism is not why he scores. Yeah. I think he may have won the MVP last night um, based on pulling the team through against Boston. If it was against somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, Eastern Conference is set, right? Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn. The Nets are in the sixth spot. Then Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. Everyone else is eliminated. Yeah. Um, in the Western Conference um, is the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Suns. 
in the five spot, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers in the seventh spot. The Lakers have that's looked amazing. good. That's amazing. That is amazing. Without LeBron, and he's back now, but yeah, without LeBron. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, LeBron came back last night, dropped 37 yeah. for a comeback win, too. So New Orleans, Minnesota, and OKC in front of Dallas. So Dallas, they're talking about possibly shutting down uh, Dude. Oh my gosh. Luka Doncic. You're not, you're not making a run. Might as well. Yeah. So that's so ridiculous. That all that does is make me feel better about all my takes on Kyrie Irving ever. Right. Like he is not a winner unless he's playing with the best player, in my opinion, of all time, but in the NBA, and that's LeBron James. Yeah. And honestly, the refs gave them that national champ. That, that I mean that that NBA finals, but like whatever. I am I mean, golly, he just doesn't. He is not a winner. He's not. He's a phenomenal player. He is a highlight reel. He can. He has all yeah. the shots, all the moves, all the finishes. He can break you down, shoot off the dribble, off the catch. But like, he just doesn't win. At what point does he have to change his identity? It's too late now, right? So, but at some point, like Westbrook is Wait, at that point. Didn't right? he try with like being a flat earther? Is that not like? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mean, like Westbrook has to change his identity from being I'm going to get a triple double and I'm going to be the lead guy to I'm going to be a piece of something, and he right. seems to have done that better with the Clippers than he did with Los Angeles. Right. But at some point, Kyrie has to say, "Hey, we need a number number. We got a number one in Doncic. We yes. need a number two that's better than me, and I need to be Chris Paul or I need to be somebody right. else who's a facilitator." Uh, he's so talented, though, that it's hard to seem like you're wasting that. But he's past the prime of his career. I think he would be a phenomenal sixth man. Coming in and oh, replacing wow. someone yeah. like some like, f- in my opinion, and I, I I hate to say this. I don't think he takes himself to that point. He though. won't. He won't. He, I don't think he ever will. But I think that he comes in and fits with the Memphis Grizzlies well. When John Morant needs to sit, they have someone who can do the exact same highlights, but in a just <laughs> different way. He could come in and sage that organization. You're just looking for another reason to dislike Kyrie. I I saw saw what happened there. Hey, listen, the reality (laughs) is, I mean, but like, where else else are we putting him where he comes in and is a six man that the the team is like okay with just letting that happen? Pelicans? Uh, I mean, mean, yeah. I mean, I guess. You got teams that that are legitimately, I mean, the Pelicans are good if they've got all their players, if Zion actually plays. But I mean, right. you're you're putting him in a position where he could come in and play meaningful minutes and lead a team off the bench. That I mean, it, it would change that team. So that's what Sean Livingston did situation. when the Warriors won their first championship yeah. in this dynasty. Yeah. He was so good at that. He mm-hmm. came in. He's obviously he's almost the polar opposite of Steph Curry. Yeah, he was he was tall, lanky Chris Paul essentially. Yeah, um, and I think that's I mean Kyrie's never going to be that. Um, I, I imagine that his average assist rate is around the four or five mark per game for his career. Um, and that's teams need more than that from his position, from someone who you, you don't need 30 a night from. Yeah. But that's all he wants to give you. It's 30 a night, ISO, no off the ball movement. So he's just a, he's just a stat chaser? Yeah, you? I mean, he's, yeah. he's Allen Iverson. Um, and I love AI. Oh, I wouldn't give him that. I lo- well, but I mean, like he's Allen Iverson in the fact that like Allen Iverson's not putting up ridiculous assist numbers. Oh, yeah. You know, like he's not. He's trying to do it himself. He's yeah. doing it himself. Yeah. And that I think doesn't doesn't work in the NBA. I think he'd fit well with like Miami. They have so many. They have a bunch of good players. I and- I agree with that statement, but Miami expects you to be a team player. Yeah. Like, and their regimen is outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um. 
uh, who's their who's their their shooter? Um, well, he was. I don't. He doesn't really do anything anymore. Duncan Duncan Robinson. Yeah. He he he's done a few pod. He he has his own podcast, but he does one where he talks about like what like what life is like as a Miami Heat player and how different it is from like the rest of the NBA. Yeah. And it's it's like insane. And if Kyrie Irving ever decided to do something like that, I would be impressed. But I can't. I can't now is that Spolstra's like regiment? Is that what you're saying? I like, think it started with Pat Riley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think it I think it continues because Pat Riley still has a yeah, pulse on that. Absolutely. Five point seven career assists for five point seven? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like that's honestly higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well it's got still got to be higher. I mean that. Yeah, well, it no, would need to be if he changes from being a scorer. Yeah, he needs to bump that up to eight at a minimum. But being a team player isn't something that some that's just, it doesn't come naturally for some players. No, it's just it does a not. reality. Okay. I think for Harden's done a better job than Kyrie has to become a team player. With yes, and that's that's what he needed to do to win. Yep, you become a team player. You become the person that the team needs. Kyrie hasn't been able to do that. Do you yeah. think Kyrie would ever like? I don't know him coming from Duke like. At what point does does Coach K ever call him? And be like, hey man, I got some pointers for you, or like he calls him, hey Coach K, I'm kind of I'm struggling here, you know. I don't. I would love that. I, th- I think he's probably more open to criticism than we expect. Probably that doesn't mean he changes though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll listen to it because I mean, good lord, how much criticism has he gotten since what the seven years ago when he did say that he would believe the Earth was yeah. flat? I yeah. mean, starting from that point on. He has been this head case, essentially, and he's like spiritual awakening, and you know he can't play because of this, 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 and this, and, and like, racial on, issues, anti-Semitic things. Of I mean, course, he's of kind of course. fallen into a lot of traps that just yes. you need to be better than. And it, maybe it's the people that are surrounding him. It's just sort of the same Angel Reese conversation. We're like, come on, this is an opportunity to be better. Yes, I can't believe we're caught in that. Hey, with Eastern Conference and Western Conference, who's your front runner? Um, is it Milwaukee and the Nuggets? I mean, it'd be tough not to call them out. I mean, I'm I'm going to stick with Boston. Okay, I think Boston is still the team. Um, I, I think so too. I think they're more complete. Yeah, and I think they've got more depth off the bench, role players that could come in. Yeah, um, you know they've got some big guys that can really um, give um, uh, Antonio Cupo some trouble. Yeah, and what. Um, Embiid had to have 52 last night, over half his team's points. And yep. Jalen Brown was to out. squeak that game out, yeah. Jalen Brown didn't even play. That's yeah. nuts. I This is going to be a hot take. If Andrew Wiggins is back, the Warriors are my front runner. That was, so I think Western Conference is more susceptible to yeah. a surprise team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – I don't even want to say this, but I think the Lakers are going to get some people some trouble. Dude, they're good. Oh, my god, They're gosh, good, man. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, def- the West is more good. open for a run here. They made some good trades. Yes. If Andrew Wiggins is supposed to be back, I think – it may be too late to get that team together, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens. But they've been there. They know they know yeah. what it takes. Yeah. And now and and with Gary Payton coming back and him already playing well. Yeah. And it's it's already like a fun team to watch. And like what if about- Gary Payton and Andrew Wiggins complete what they have missed all season, yeah. and that's interior defense. Which is crazy to think that Gary Payton brings interior defense because of how small he is. Yeah. But like that steps their defense up to elite level. Yeah. And that you, would man. You got the Suns in the four spot too. I can't. I'm they whatever. haven't lost with Durant yet. They got yeah, congratulations. Like <laughs> I I don't believe in Chris Paul staying healthy. I don't believe in Devin Booker, you know, being mature enough to handle a, a situation. Um, and Kevin Durant has a big toe that's going to be on the line, and you're going to lose. I was listening to <laughs> local radio yesterday about NBA, and they said um, that Chris Paul, top five 
um, point guards of all time. Shut And I said, Chris no Paul, way. top five? Yes. Chris Paul? I was like, hold on. I mean, they're talking about they, Then someone said, what about Jerry West? I'm like, oh, I didn't think about him. I'm like, yeah, he's the logo. Of like, course. <laughs> come yeah. on, dude, walk this back a little bit. Absolutely. You were listening to the oh, like man. the 5 p.m. local station. They, were, yeah, they probably was. got pulled from the ESPN plug right <laughs> after saying that. They have, they have some local like priority yeah. Toyota or something as a sponsor. But um, they were like, hey, what's his legacy without winning a title? Nothing. And they were like, I think he's top. I was like, that's crazy. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. Yeah. That even like, I don't even know. I don't have words for how bad that take is. <laughs> that's nuts. I mean, he's, he's a respectful point guard, but a top. I don't know. Not he was even respectful top 10, in top fifteen, too, top so twenty. I it's mean, been it's been fun to watch his career. Right. But um, but he's just a piece. And that's stuff. like saying Charles Barkley is top five power forward all time. Yeah. He's not. Now you give him a two rings, there may be a different story. Hey, NBA is getting interesting, and I'm I'm glad. I think the play-in game really has done a good service to the NBA yeah. of, of making the in, those last teams getting in something that's a big deal. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, and now I'm usually pay attention more to the playoffs than I do to anything else. Yeah, because it's a long season. It is. Um, all right. Well, another really fun thing to watch is the Masters. Masters, and it is this oh, weekend. Man. It's actually, I mean, today. Today is the part, is part three. three. Yeah, dude, yeah. I can't. I'm, I will be it's watching that. It's a beautiful thing. What's um, one of the, your favorite things about the Masters? It's not on our top five. Um, I like the landscaping. It is. Oh, it's the lands. The, the the quiet speaking of the announcers. <laughs> no, like, but it's the it's it's a beautiful course. It is. It's the flowers blooming. It's man. It's something about it's just it. Spring. Like, man. It's spring. It's oh, spring. Like. Dude. Yeah, I don't really think it's spring until the Masters. That could happens. be the lamest yeah, sports no, take I ever. I use that yearly as like, all right, summer's almost here. Yeah, you know? it's I mean, the spring now. Here's my lame sports take of all times. I love the Masters because the landscaping is gorgeous. Hey, that's <laughs> dude, that's... It's kind of real, golf. though. I mean, it is a... I, I love the fact that it is... They don't really change the course up that much. Yeah. And people still aren't dropping like minus 30s on this thing. Like, you know what you're trying to play. And yeah. you still like... And it's consistently difficult. And I think it gives the the players that hit the ball long, the players who play a short game, mm-hmm. it, get, it puts them all on the same playing field because um, it's such a tough course. You can't just draft through it like you can some of these Lynx courses or some of these other yeah. majors. It's the first major, too, so it's like, hey, yeah. golf is back. Right. Um, I do know they are calling for some uh, – the last two rounds are supposed to be pretty wet and miserable, so – I hope Some so. of those guys better get out and Tiger uh, Woods, baby. take the lead. He said he may not have that many left in him. That's where he, hey, he's going to thrive. In but the he also rain. said when it comes to a place like the Masters, he's always no matter how distant he gets from golf, he's like, I know that somewhere I will always be able to go and compete. That's one of my bucket list places to go. We can do it. We can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing? I've tried year? to get on a lottery a couple of years and I can never get I it. I know enough people who live in South Carolina. I can get us tickets. Well, what are you waiting on? I can. Guarantee Masters can, tickets from Roman people. I can guarantee you all Masters tickets next year, straight up. How about how, you now, know people in Georgia I, though? I want you to be. I want you to be. I mean, it's. It might as well be. <laughs> it might as well be Georgia. <laughs> it's like, hold on. The so, change in location. So Aiken, South Carolina is, is it Columbia now. Where I, I lived in Aiken, South Carolina, it is legitimately from where I lived to. Augusta National was 30 minutes. Yeah, it's a So it is, corner, it is yeah. right there. Okay. And also, like I've driven past it several times, you wouldn't know that it's Augusta National. It's kind of in the ghetto. Yeah. Like it's really right. Like you can drive literally around it and you still are like, is this, is this it? Yeah. yeah. There's a Hooters like on the corner. Like it's not like it's, it's where John Daly hung out a Whoa, lot. Oh, Hooters it's, is ghetto? No, no, no. But well, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Man, it that's, is. That's where Tiger Woods' problem started. Uh, probably. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the Waffle House next to it. Wow. Um, <laughs> trying to go incognito. We're not seeking a Hooter sponsorship, by the way. Absolutely We're staying not. out of that. Waffle this House is a church though. league podcast. Wa- Waffle House, though. All Star Special. 
Very solid. Anyway, um, all right, I think we should pick a winner. Um, Oh, well, first, let's talk about the live and how they're going to be there and how some of these guys like Bubba Watson and Brooks Kepka are both like um, the media is making this kind of a bigger deal than it really is between the PGA and and the live tour. I appreciate the fact that there is there are multiple things. There are multiple tours ish kind of going on. Um, I think it creates a conversation. It's some some rivalry and it needs that. Absolutely. I think it's overblown. It, well, that's what they said. I mean, they said the media is kind of making this outrageous. Um, they're like, we, we hang out, play, talk all the time. Like, it's not, it, it's it's nothing like the media is making it out to be like, we hate each other yeah. and that we think people have made stupid decisions. And it's it's not like that at all. Yeah. Um, now, are they supposed to say that? I don't know. Bubba Watson's never been one to like hold back from just saying whatever he felt like. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he drives a freaking hover cart when he goes and plays on, like, his home course. Have you guys seen that, by the way? I saw the music videos him and his buddies used to make back in the day. Yes. Yeah, so it was the best like thing Ricky ever. Like Ricky Fowler. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, man. We need to bring that. They got back. a name Woo-hoo! for them. They're awesome, man. Yeah, yeah they I love are. That. Sick. That needs to be our intro music this that, today. Uh, we might be able to make that happen. I don't know. Um, I'm, actually, I'm a huge no. Bubba Watson fan. Yeah. I love it. Bubba's good, dude. Yeah. I'm Coming a, from somebody that does not even practice golf. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Like, yeah. I mean, how are you that good? You, I mean, he's never had. I, I, I believe impressive. I saw somewhere he's never had a golf lesson. That's nuts. Gifted. Yeah. That's unfair. But yeah. good for him. Yeah. Um, all right, let's pick a winner. Corey, you need to go first. I'm going. I'm going with Will Zalatoris. Really? Yeah. He's a sleeper pick. Thirty-five to one odds. Um, he's played really well. Man, he kind of gets to like the last two rounds, and he gets the yips on the putt sometimes. Yeah, but um, but he's young and he's played solid. I just don't know. I don't want to pick a traditional guy. That's fair. So I'm going Save with that for um, me. He he looks like the caddy off of Billy Madison. Is that right? He yeah yes yeah right. Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. Same supposed. I don't remember same what that thing. Is. Honestly, we do, we've done this multiple it's times. It's the same thing. <laughs> we are sorry, but um, it's Happy Gilmore. Thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> Corey. Corey. No, nope. James. Sorry. So I'm I'm torn between uh so Phil's my guy he's my golfer I enjoy some lefty yeah uh it's either between Phil or Brooks Kepka mm. so I'm, I'm gonna go Phil I want to see Phil come and just uh you know show some live golf and just you know live it up all right that's that's fair uh I think I'm gonna go deep I've, breath I really like I'm trying to. Um, we take guessing winners seriously. Right I want to say, man. But I, to be honest, with the weather on the two final rounds, it's. Uh, I mean, if that's going to throw a you know a wrench in just about anybody, if you're towards the top of the leaderboard on those last two days, like if you can hang in there, yeah, this is fair. I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> um, he's the overall favorite. He's the overall favorite. Yeah. He's been playing good golf. Um, I mean, it's. I don't know. He doesn't have anything. This here says there's anything worse than a top twelve finish since the fall. That's well, crazy. You, well, you know the the big names are going to come to play on at the Masters. Absolutely. So they're always going to be there. You'll yeah. have one or two guys that typically aren't up there that kind of hang around and have a couple good rounds. I think Cameron Smith could be one too. Cameron yeah. Smith. Is he that blonde uh, dude? Yeah. yeah. He plays. He plays strong. Um, I think he's a little more clutch than Zalatoris. There's so a guy, he's won some, so that helps. Corey Connors, who has <coughs> finished in the top ten in each of his last three Masters. That's that's, that's Jimmy Connors' son. That's impressive. Can we give it to one of the old guys? It's not Jimmy Connors. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. 
How about like Fred Couples? Let's get Fred Couples a win here. That'd be amazing. I love. I Fred. mean, I who do I want to win? I want I want Tiger Woods to win. Oh yeah, you want to see a story? I want to see Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson win. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. see one of those two guys win every time. Like if they won every tournament for the next two years, that'd be the coolest thing. <laughs> it yeah. wouldn't get old. It I really not. want to see. Well, the the tournament I want to see won by a very specific person the most is the U.S. Open by Phil Mickelson. I need I need to see it happen. How many? He has like what like six second place finishes of the U.S. Open or something like yeah. that. Like it is it is a ludicrous amount. Yeah, I need to see him win one. He, I think he's too. I think it's too late. I think his arthritis has just gotten too bad. Yeah, um, which is unfortunate. But man, I would shoot. I might cry. I might cry if he. I cried when Tiger Woods won the Masters in 2019. I cry every time he wins the Masters because you um, were you were skipping church to watch it. I or? did skip church. Yeah, straight you should, up. He it was, should. Cry. It was the guilt and the joy all just. Oh, there was there one time. literal <laughs> zero guilt. I'd heard that sermon a few times already. <laughs> um, <laughs> was, uh, no shots fired. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, those slides had been up there for a year. We're not, wasn't worried about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, if Phil won the US Open, there's a good chance I'd cry. Um, all right, so we're going to, we're just going to go ahead and dive into what we're going to draft this week. And um, because baseball is back, baseball is back, baby. And um, Reds are in second place. I'm mad. Because we usually we usually record this on a Tuesday and today's a Wednesday. <laughs> it's not your fault, James. I mean, we're 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 recording this in a tight window because I, I got a I got a right yeah I got a kid with a dentist appointment, um, so we got life hat. But the Reds were in first place yesterday, and I was so excited to out loud on the podcast say, "Hey, Reds in first place, place baby." Um, they're in second place. Milwaukee's got a, a game up on them at least, I think, and they were at least beating the Cardinals. So You're take beating that. the Cardinals. Cardinals <laughs> in third place because our um, we're not nope I don't have time in the podcast for that. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. That's why I had to reschedule. I was Man. like, I can't let him have that. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to go off of our, our top five minor league baseball teams and, and their names. Um, and if we want to give a few extra things, we can. Some of sure. them, you, I mean, you can look at their hats and their mascots or whatever. But um, I get to start. And, man, this one's kind of tough because there's some really good ones. But I think I'm going to go number one overall. No, I'm sticking with my with my with the pick that I appreciate the most, and that's the Montgomery Biscuits. Jack, go on it, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. I thank you. Let Lord. me tell you, man. Woo. The Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, shout out to Rick Leach, who I didn't know this team existed until I saw him wear a shirt. And yeah. I mean, the fact that you can have a biscuit as your mascot is the most incredible Beautiful. thing. Dude, of it's all awesome. Time. What, biscuit with eyes. Dude, it rolls off the tongue really. It well. does. It's so good. Let's like go. biscuits, biscuits are delicious. One yeah. of my favorite foods. Um, do they serve biscuits there? I'm assuming I would they hope do. So, right? I need to go to. I need to go to a game. Um, Rick, if you if you've gone to a game, uh, or if you haven't gone to a game, let me know. Let's go to a game together. Um, the Montgomery Biscuits, number one overall. Corey, go ahead. Hey, the um, Huntsville. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yep, that was it. that was gonna be second. Um, they rebranded and they did a great job. Yeah, they a little did. raccoon in there. He's in a garbage can that is um, going off into space. Yes. They're the uh, Angels um, Double A affiliate. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, I think Harrison and Grayson, they both have some some Trash Panda swag from uh, my brother Craig, who yeah. lives in Huntsville. And um, yeah, I, I thought they did a great job with the mascot. It's a team that's personal to me. So Absolutely. the Trash Pandas. It's a great. It's a great one. James. You guys are absolutely killing me. <laughs> Is that your first two? <laughs> Those no, they it. were on the list. Yes. Those are that's yes. that All right, James. Now. You get two, two though. That's brutal. You get um two. okay, well I guess we'll settle here. I'm gonna go with the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Man, that was third on my <laughs> list. Golly. 
that you can't go wrong. Look at these guys. They're uh, three little prairie dogs with some cowboy hats on. And it's impressive. Yeah. They're dude, I mean, other than that, I don't know anything about them. They just have a pretty epic logo. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's kind of all that matters sometimes. And I, looking at the, it's a, so it's a uh, Arizona Diamondbacks affiliation. So right. that's about all I got. Well, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, no, it's a sweet, like, that's also a good hat. Like, that's one of those hats that I want. Like, yeah, that would some be little a, mad sod poodles, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you get your second pick here, James. So you get to go back to back. Don't like this, dude. <laughs> you know, um, let's go with. I'm going to go with the Hickory Crawdads. Nice, nice. Out of North Carolina, they are. Um, let's see who they are. They're affiliate of the Texas Rangers. Okay. Um, just once again, I mean, who really knows anything about minor leagues? They just got a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool logo. It's like an H with a little uh, crawdad wrapped around it with a baseball in its claw. That is pretty sick, actually. So yeah, that's all I got. It, they have a husband and wife mascot duo. Oh, it's Conrad or Conrad the Crawdad and Candy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, whatever there is. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Corey, your second pick. The River Bats. The Bats from Louisville. The Bats. Um, Cincinnati Reds affiliate. Yeah. Um. I used to watch the Redbirds when they played at the um. Um. What was the baseball park that they? Tore down there at the fairgrounds. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about, Freedom but I can't. Hall was. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Um, but yeah. yeah, they um, <coughs> they're they're the team I played or watch play the most. Um, they do their when they <coughs> they do some of their alternate uniforms. They do the mashers, so it's sort of a, a a take on whiskey distillery stuff with the with all the different breweries there in, in Louisville. But um, the, yeah, the bats um, and Reds are my team, and they're going to win it all this year. So uh, you the River Bats. The you really think they're gonna win it all? Why not? Uh, I mean, it's that's possible. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with the the Hartford Yard Goats. That's a good one. Um, I mean, it's I mean, it's literally a goat eating a bat. Yeah. Um, as their logo, and uh, he's got like a, a baseball bat or a, a flying bat. A, a baseball bat. Okay, he's not Ozzy Osbourne. Right after my river bats, I was kind of nervous. No, not Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I do know now that my I will get a bunch of minor league baseball uh, ads yeah. on my phone and my. Are laptop you going to be in now. Dayton anytime soon? Come um, check out the. It's super cool though. I mean, like it's that is a yet again. That's another. That's another hat that I'm gonna that I'm gonna have to buy and hang in my office maybe. Well, the, the whole. All the minor league teams, it's just a, it's a hat. I'm pretty sure that's what they base it off of. It's like, what would look good on a hat? That's fair. Um, all right, so my next one actually is uh, actually one of my, like, one of my favorite looking, um, like, mascots. It's the Sugarland Space Cowboys. Oh, I saw that one. Um, it's a Astros affiliate. It is a sick. It's like a robot with a cowboy hat on. That's a good. That's like, a good name for uh, Astros. It really is. Like that's, that's a good is, take on that. It works really well. It is super cool. Um, I would absolutely suggest <laughs> uh, you check out the Sugarland Space Cowboys. All right, Corey. Norfolk Tides. Uh, that's not that. That's not that good. But I have a Norfolk do. Tides baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, you do. Do they say roll Tide or anything there in the mm-hmm. games? No, they don't. They so better not. I wouldn't go. But this is a Louisville <laughs> Slugger bat, um, given to me by yours truly, Rick Leach. Mm-hmm. He had a bunch of bats. I can hear Roman's distaste. Roman wanted this. Yep. Um, so for me to bring this out, I see on the knob here it's number thirty-four. Who's that? Any idea? No. Um, we tried to look into that. Some a little dude. Bit. You know how many thirty-four is um, the they probably had? I actually yeah. know a. a a player that played for the Tides, Jacob Julius. He was in my leadership class That's in cool. Southern Indiana. 
And so um, he played with the Orioles minor league team. So he understood the tides. He'd been there. He played there. Um, this is our local team. And so I've got this bat in my office. And the fact that it makes you green with envy really just makes my day. So right here. For I think uh, for the tides, we went last year. Yeah, last year, the year before, um, I think Ripken's nephew was first base. There's a Ripken that played for them. That's cool. Yeah, so he that, that was a big deal. Um, I, last time I went, we had hot dogs. The hot dog night. Hot dog Yesterday night. was the opening um, opening day. And we lost to the Gwinnett Stripers. Yeah, that might have been on my list. Anyway, all right, James. Well, they they do lose a lot though. So uh, my next pick is going to be the Carolina Mudcats. The Mudcats out of uh, suburb of Raleigh, but I do have a little connection here. So the local little league where Taylor plays. We uh, in the fall sometimes they would go off of major league teams and go minors, and so we were actually this team one fall as a team. Like so, we had Carolina Mudcat hats and shirts and everything. Oh, sweet! It was pretty sweet. That's really cool. They don't do it anymore, but we were a Mudcat. That's really so. It's got a little catfish head with the C around it. It's, yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of trashy looking, but it is what it is. You That's know, super cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you get your you get your fourth pick right here. Fourth pick, we are gonna go with. You guys have taken them all already. Let me see what <laughs> I can find here. Um, I don't know, it's taking a while. Hmm. I'm going to go with the East Chicago Conquistadors. There it is. <laughs> Once again, just because of the hat. It looks pretty that cool. That sounds like somebody, the um, yeah, the Savannah Bananas. It's like 24 play. miles outside of the heart of downtown Chicago. Huh. Yeah. I, I hate mean, Chicago. Yeah. I know I just casually said that, but sure, it's like one of my least favorite cities. Man, it's too windy. It's not. It's just like I don't even know if it is or not. It is. No, it is. It's it's windy. It's it's dirty and gross. Mess your hair up. Like I'm just not a Chicago fan. But you know, I'm also a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Chicago Cubs. You know, bad. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, Corey. All right, I'm, I am going to go with the Gwinnett Stripers. It's a good I one. like that. It's a it's a it's a fish. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> uh, my son Harrison really appreciate that. Um, and they're a, they're Braves affiliate, um, but uh, the Stripers. Um, and yes, they they kind of dominated the Tides. But what are you gonna do? All right, uh, for my final two picks, I'm gonna start with uh, the Cedar Rapids Colonels. I am I just like the fact that it's not a like a like a military colonel. It's a it's not corn. KFC. It's corn. It's not Colonel Sanders either. No, yeah. it's a corn colonel. Like mm. a little tie. Have yeah. you seen the Colonel Sanders head with little tie? And if you look at the tie, it looks like his arms and legs. Oh, um, I have not seen next that. Next time you look at it, look at the tie as if it was his arms and legs and it looks like he has like a bobblehead. It's weird. Well, Cedar, <laughs> Rapids, Cedar Rapids, <laughs> check that for one of your weird nights. Um, yes. That'd be sick. And then cool. and so uh, for my last one, I'm going to go with the Toledo Mud Hens because um, I'm a big MASH fan. Watch it with my dad growing up all the time. And Klinger from MASH was a huge... He's from Toledo. Big yeah. Toledo Mudhens guy. Had a Toledo Mudhens hat. And so I always wanted to keep up with him as a kid for literally no reason whatsoever. But only because of MASH. And uh, I probably need to go buy their hat when we're done with this podcast. MASH, underrated classic. Absolutely. So yeah. that's an old team, huh? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Alan Alda was... I mean, <laughs> gave one of the best performances of all time in general for Mash. But anyway, those are my two. My 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 last pick was between two Texan te- Texas teams. Yeah, El Paso Chihuahuas or the San Antonio Missions, and I'm choosing the Missions. Okay, because this is a church league podcast. All right, and they're a Padres affiliate, Makes so sense. the Padres are like these men of God, the fathers, right? Yes, and the Missions um, are my league team. 
for um, for the Padres, and I like that. The missions, like missions, is such an important part of church work, and so it's personal to me. Is that a team a in Texas? You said? Yeah, it's San Antonio missions. Is it close to Mission, Texas? It's in San Antonio. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, James, you get to wrap this up here. I like the story you put together with it, though. Uh, I'm going to go with the Albuquerque Isotopes. Um, Two Simpson episode. You got um, uh, Homer Simpson was a mascot one time. Mm, They're affiliate of the Rockies. Um, Other than that, I just ran out of teams, man. You guys (laughs) took them all. I mean, to to make a Simpsons connection, that is cool, though. That's Americana. Yeah. yeah, the Simpsons have done a good job of predicting things. By the way, mm-hmm. you can go. We can go with some conspiracy theories yeah. with the Simpsons. I wasn't allowed to watch much of the Simpsons. I had to kind of do it on my own time. Lord Beth, not allowed at all. Fair. Yeah, my parents yeah. didn't care. I understand. <laughs> um, well, this is a good one. I love talking about minor league baseball in general. It doesn't yeah. get enough. I don't think it gets enough airtime. It's always fun to go to a game every time. Harbor Park in Norfolk, um, in Norfolk for the Norfolk Ties is a great park. Yeah, it is. Um, can't. I mean, like I always appreciate going, especially on hot dog night. I like minor league baseball at times more than major league baseball as far as the experience. They they really prioritize toward the fans. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes you can get a player. Yeah, the promos are huge. Sometimes you get a player that comes down to play, but um, it's it's more like it's a community experience. Um, and how I mean, who who's fortunate enough to live in a big city that has a major league baseball team and could afford to go or have season tickets, well, right? So. And what other kind of are you, what other kind of you know sport are you getting into where you can have a penguin that suerte. says suerte on it? Like, I, know. I, mean, like I that's, love that hat. Yeah. It's a sick hat. The Norfolk Tides randomly become the Pinguinos yeah. or the Squeezers, which is an orange crushing a piece of ice. Old, I got an old Burlington Bees disc, discontinued hat over here that I wore in college, and it looks like something off the sandlot. It's been in my back pocket. It's I was like, supposed to say it definitely came out of my back does. pocket. But yeah. um, it barely fits in my big old head these days. But. Sweet deal. Well, hey, this is a good one. I like, I mean, let us know if you have any other minor league baseball teams that we missed. I'm sure there's a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, How are they going to let us know, though? Like in person? or uh, can You can send, uh, send us a message. Uh, James's phone number is... <laughs> <not> <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, hey, there's I a lot wouldn't of get that many phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right, well, hey, uh, you guys have a good one, and we'll see you in the next one.